Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Podcast with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Jonas. Today we're talking about having control of your data and in particular in relation to cookies. So you'll have probably heard me on previous podcasts talking about cookies and when I visit certain largely media websites where looking for Mm -hmm. news articles and stuff, you end up going into cookie pop-up that has a ridiculous number of cookie consents to review, uh, some of which are based on consent and some of which are based on legitimate interests. And I feel at this moment, people need to understand that you're rolling your eyes because they can't see the recording, (laughs) but it's like massive eye roll. Sorry, go. (laughs) And that will have been linked to the legitimate interest side, which we've always failed to understand how companies are able to use legitimate interests when the legislation clearly states you have to have consent before putting cookies onto people's devices. So it was quite interesting for us last week when the news came out that the Belgian Data Protection Authority has found the online advertising industry trade body, IAB Europe, to be in contravention of the GDPR through their transparency and consent framework which is essentially that tool that we see popping up in front of us across various websites we as we travel around the internet and i think so this... i saw that actually it said that 80 percent of european traffic is managed by that framework so that's a phenomenal amount of websites and traffic going through that framework sure and, and companies that use that framework are paying iab europe yeah. for it and obviously there's you know a lot of benefit that they get from it due to the volume of information that they get from it mm-hmm. which um, will become clear as we have this discussion so <laughs> The consent pop-up, so this transparency and consent framework, was introduced to support companies in complying with the GDPR. That's how it was sold. And actually, the Belgian Data Protection Authority, and they've they've operated as the lead authority on Mm -hmm. behalf of all European countries, so that one-stop shop that obviously we now no longer belong to Mm -hmm. now that we're outside of the European uh, Union they've taken this this case forward and investigated it and found it to be lacking and well illegal essentially the, yeah. the activities that they're undertaking do not comply with GDPR and that the data that's been collected through that framework is not being lawfully processed it's not being collected in a transparent way mm-hmm. so the key kind of areas that they've said that they fail on and it'd be good to sort of have a discussion of some mm-hmm. of those are around the fact that and for me this is first and foremost it's you know it fails to properly request consent in, in all cases it's not asking for consent and it's relying on legitimate interests and yeah because of what the data is used for behind the scenes legitimate interest isn't appropriate as a as an option they've no. it's looking at their own legitimate interests but it's not actually reflected appropriately on the intrusion of privacy that it has on each of us as individuals when they're collecting that information and yeah, particularly um, when you think that some of the sorry <laughs> on, a, on a roll go for it, when you think that some of those cookie pop-ups you know where they've got the reject all object all it's easier in two clicks mm-hmm. to do that but the ones where they you have to review hundreds you know you flick and you have to flick each individual one to know they that won't have been appropriately collected not everybody will have the patience to go through them i and i'm sure and i know you do as well we've we've mentioned it before we'll just leave the article but you know how do i know that those cookies haven't already been placed and that the data has been used anyway I mean, that's a good point. And I'll give an example. And I said to you that at the weekend, I need to make it very clear, I'm not a Daily Mail reader. However, there was, a, there was an article that I particularly wanted to read, clicked onto the, the link, gave me the option to consent. I said no. And then it said, see our vendors. So I clicked on that. And I started to roll through the object, object, object to the literature and interest. About 25 
into these. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm bored of this. There is no option to object to all of it. So I actually logged out. I was like so frustrated with this. I don't really have a choice, you know, because most people are just going to be like, you know what, I'm just going to accept. And that that's unacceptable. But it was frustrating. But like you, I'm not sure if those cook if they actually applied, they might be sitting on my computer and they might be selling my data to at least 100 different vendors. That's the element where it can't rely on legitimate interest because of that impact on our privacy. Mm-hmm. The, the data that's collected via cookies is used for real-time bidding. And I think we have talked about this before, yeah. but just as a, a sort of a quick recap the way that that works is that as you're loading a page every web page that you go around the internet where they're looking to show adverts to you they essentially will in the background so quickly the different companies are reviewing the profile that's been built up about you by data brokers who've got access to information in cookies giving you information about the type of person you are and that can range from what you might consider to be not that harmful supports tottenham hates arsenal you know, likes traveling, that type of thing. But it can actually, you know, the point that's been made in a really good explainer video in the link that we'll share on the Irish Council for Civil Liberties talking about this case is that it's everything you do around the internet. So things that you think that you're just personally searching that you might not want other people to know and you might never tell friends, family, you know, if you're searching for emergency loans, the fact you might be going bankrupt. So those financial status, if you're looking at diseases because you've got it, family members gossip, you know funeral services if someone close to you has died all Mm -hmm. of those things you know and then things around your sex life or Mm -hmm. preferences all of those things religion as well it's all Mm -hmm. of those things that we know are sensitive information they've got you know their special categories under gdpr are just routinely being collected and then built up of this profile of you in a way that it's behind the scenes that you Mm -hmm. don't know who that's then being shared with because each of these vendors are then sharing it on with their connections and yeah. other companies that they're making money from. And in that split second that it's loading the website, they're all bidding to see how much is it you, that space on the internet worth for your eyeballs to look at it. So, you know, if it's you bid £2.50 and somebody else bids £2.51, the £2.51 person will get it and it will be displayed. And that's all happening so quickly. Yeah. But all of the information that drives that and makes it so profitable because essentially they know that they're targeting their perfect client uh-huh. uh, it's a billion pound industry it's it's worth so so much money and there's so many organizations involved and when you look at sort of the that ripple effect you click one cookie and actually it suddenly goes to thousands you know hundreds who then uh-huh. each of them share it with hundreds or thousands of other companies and there's no control there's no control no. there's no transparency and those are another two key points that Um, the Belgian Data Protection Authority have flagged is that how do we genuinely have that choice about who sees our data or what the profile is that they're building? Yeah and I I, I mean I've got a fundamental issue with this anyway I think from an ethical perspective you know if you've built a profile of someone that's got an addiction for example you know you might continue to advertise them and be hindering their um, addiction or their their attempted recovery from addiction so we've seen articles about gambling addicts where Mm -hmm. they all get you know the companies know so much about them they'll be trying to tempt them back to spend 10 more pound which they know that they'll then get more from there was um stories of like what happens if imagine that you've got a child in your house and they happen to be pregnant they're doing a a search for pregnancy tests and stuff and then parents are on the same computer and then getting advertised about oh new baby stuff you know, cots and they're like, well, what is this? You know, is there something you're not telling me? And, you know, someone's, everyone's entitled to their privacy, you know, and that shouldn't be, people shouldn't be making money from us because we've gone to a particular website. That's just 
unacceptable. And like I said, how do I stop that? I, I think, think that's the challenge, isn't it? The idea and the, the principle within GDPR and the Privacy Electronic Communications Regulation is that we have that we should have that choice mm-hmm. about what we're sharing and understand the data that we're sharing. And that's been taken away because there mm-hmm. is no choice here effectively, you know, because we can't say, well, we're happy for that company to have it, but we yeah. don't want it to go further because how do you track who they're yeah. sharing with and how it goes and how far it goes? And they were talking about the fact that, you know, even down to GPS coordinate point that you're looking, they can see that. And there's, again, interestingly, there's a whole sort of handbook almost with all the different codes that they use to build this profile. So, and again, the extent of it, obviously, there's all the things I've already mentioned, but things, you know, down to what the specific conditions might be around if you've got mental health issues or STDs or, you know, if you're looking after a newborn baby or if you've got kids with special needs. And it's the level of intrusion is really quite offensive. Yeah. (laughs) And I think for for me, what I found quite interesting about this case as well is they haven't just found they are illegal in their process and activities. They've actually failed other levels of the regulation. So the IAB has not appointed a data protection officer. Bear in mind that they are systematically processing data of a large scale. You know, 80% of Europe is on this. Pretty sure that is well beyond the definition of large scale. It's definitely systematic monitoring because they're building a profile. So why did you suddenly feel that you don't have to appoint a data protection officer? They didn't have any kind of register of processing activities. Again, they fall into the criteria of what you process, how do you process it, who do you share it with, you know, and and that's really quite damning. You know, they, it's not surprising that they've not had the right legal framework if they have, haven't actually had the right internal infrastructure to kind of make these decisions. And that I find terrifying, you know, that this this is a company, like I said, it's a, a million, a billion pound industry that's manipulating individuals' data. Or maybe that's just evidence that they don't care. Mm. For sure. And it's that ability to very carefully target messages to mm. specific individuals, again, knowing who's going to be susceptible to responding in specific ways. So think, mm. you know, misinformation, leaning, you know, mm-hmm. companies will be able to exploit the level of insight that they have about individuals. Yeah. And that's poten- to some extent, you could argue that there are certain activities that have always taken place that try to do that. They try to entice you into spend money. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, you know, there's there obviously is place for marketing activities. Absolutely. And, you know, promoting what you do and your message as, as an organisation. But, you know, and to some extent, you've been able in the past to sort of set up profiles or personas of, of individuals, but they don't relate to actual necessarily actual individuals mm-hmm. whereas the level of granularity and insight that you have about specific people through this information leaves it wide open to exploitation and it, the level of intrusion is it can't be justified by what any company no. wants to achieve i don't believe uh, no and i would say i mean the good news is that they've been told they need to delete all the data which i think is fantastic but i think if we uh, you know if our listeners well you know you might be like well okay, that's great. I'm not going to get these pop-ups anymore, but what does it mean to me? I would say that if you do, and you will do advertising or some kind of online marketing, you know, if you're just thinking it's in our legitimate interest, really, really understand if that is true. Do your legitimate interest assessment, understand the purpose, you know, is it really necessary? Is there a balance between the individual, me and Regina, and what you want to do as a company uh, and stuff. And you might find that consent is then the only option for you because you don't have a legitimate interest. 
So really do understand that and then be transparent about it. Tell people what you're doing with their data because this is how frustrated you can get with that. And then you'll tell people about it. So any other, any top tips that you would say, Regina, you'd want to convey because this is a subject that you're very clearly passionate about. Sure, I think it's about making it easy, as you said, mm-hmm. making it easy for the individual to genuinely exert their choice. So if I go to a website where there are multiple cookies, if they've made it easy for me to reject all, then, and those cookies genuinely aren't set on the device mm-hmm. so that you're asking for consent prior to placing the cookie, then, you know, I think you're going to be in a position where people are giving you consent if they're happy to. And be clear about what it is you're collecting it for. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're looking to just simply understand how people use your website, you know, then you don't need to be worrying about real-time bidding if you've not got advertising space or anything like that on on your computer. So be aware of what it is that you're putting on your website, why you're putting it on there, and be confident that you're happy with how that data is being used not just by you but by the organizations that are placing the cookies because for a large number of businesses it will be third party cookies are being used so i think um it's a really interesting discussion and uh, i think it'll be interesting to keep an eye on what comes next whether the iab uh, europe challenge the decision or you know and, and whether or not the companies that have to delete the data actually yeah. do so it involves you know thousands of companies who've paid for this service and yeah. You know, that's the likes of Google, Microsoft, Amazon, who's, you know, it's their data businesses. So it would be very interesting to see what happens there. If you spot any other stories in the news you'd like us to talk about in a future episode, please do drop us a message at coffee at dbxuk.com. And obviously we'd love to hear from you and we can get animated on your behalf about the stories that you share with us. Thank you very much for joining and listening into our podcast and join us next time for more coffee and chat about the world of data and data protection. Mm-hmm.